And g'day everybody, welcome to another Step Outside podcast. Today we're chatting to a very interesting fellow that I've known for many, many years. His name is Mark Forbes. Hey mate, how are you? Well, I'm well, Bertie. Um, interesting. It can mean a lot of things. It, well, it can do because, uh, mate, you, you've covered it off a lot. And it, a familiar voice that a lot of you guys might recognise around the country as well. Mate, um, tell me about Mark Forbes. Oh, well, we are... Uh, how did you... To mate, start. To, to kick it off as a young fella, where'd you grow up? The abbreviated version, uh, Newcastle boy, still a night supporter. And... and uh, they go this year, mate? Yeah, Better. All right. Better than better okay. than some of the, 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 the previous years. So, better than the Broncos. Um, you didn't have to be going that well to be better than the Bronx this <laughs> so year. Better than the Titans then. <laughs> well, yeah, marginally. But yeah. uh, look, uh, Newcastle, if you, if you didn't follow the, the Knights and live there, then um, you'd get run out of town. But yeah. uh, high school in Adelaide, parents were a bit nomadic. Um, grew up as a sparky, um, did an apprenticeship as that. Got out before I killed someone or myself. I wasn't sure who was going to go first. Red is black, black is red. Just Which one's live? useless. Can't touch that. Yeah, red, red with red, black with black, and every two's a pair. I think someone told me. But... Yeah, but, you, know, you know, I worked out with American stuff because, you know, if you're doing your own sparky stuff, like you know, you're going to change a plug. I just thought blue is black because, therefore, in America, blue is, you know, blue is black. Mm. Black and blue. When you get beat up as a kid, I used to get beat up, you know, and you'd always come home black and blue. That's the way, in my head, I work out what's positive and what's negative. Yeah. So, uh, needless to say, uh, yeah. you, you, you don't do a hell of a lot there with the electrical in the house, I'm do still you? standing. <laughs> Fluoro hanging off the wall don't over there. Don't worry about it, mate. It's all good. It's okay. It's shuddering and flickering, but I'll fix it later. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, it really wasn't my thing. Um, and then, always, always grew up with my dad keen on the horses racing yep. part of our lives and um he'd always do the party trick and you know call a phantom race of some description so i'd, I'd heard enough of the 1962 melbourne cup over the years <laughs> to uh to learn a bit about even stevens winning that race but um i guess i probably would have liked to have had a go at that myself but just look for the opportunity to do that mm. so i got tangled up in electrical then a bit of hospitality work and rolled into a few sales jobs yep. eventually um i banged on a few doors and got in with sky channels um, uh, um a team that helped me out a little bit back yep. in the early early days yep. uh to go to gosford race club to learn how to right. to, to to call a, a race yeah um, okay did you uh, did you ever you know did you ever Stuff it up when you're calling a race. Well, look, to be brutally honest, I, yeah. I only ever called a few in the country. Right. Um, I started out calling barrier trials, and right. I must have driven the owners mad because yeah. it was it's 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 way more difficult than if than you think it is. And yeah. for the the bar fly abusing the caller in a tight finish, I, I marvel at their accuracy these days. <laughs> but uh, look, I was only so-so. I was there for the colour and the party after a couple of beers and, you know, call this one or call that. <laughs> but uh, then I had to, I guess I, I got into calling a bit of footy community radio. Uh, I was in with Gosford Race Club, a little bit with Wyong, and then got a uh, gig with 4BH back in oh, like the early 90s when yeah. they were doing a, a sport and talk format yep. nice. so yeah rolled into town and helped it. Kenny Hose with the, the local sports show and, and worked in the newsroom there absolutely no qualifications at all uh, learned on the job and and you know loved it really uh, and that led to other opportunities within the media yep. uh, so much so that I ended up at 4TAB and 
And uh, about uh, three or four years into my time there, after doing mainstream racing, I uh, decided that, um, oh, the management decided as well, that sports mm. bet was going to be a big thing. Yep. So I started the, the, the first sports breakfast radio show there. How was it? Because that's, that's how we, we hooked up pretty much when it went to, you know, you wanted to include some, some fishing and a bit of outdoorsy stuff, weather and, and all that, if I'm correct. Jog my memory. Well, I mean, I had the, I had the approach that the, 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 the greater variety of the program, mm. um, you know, the more listeners that you would attract and mm. different styles of listeners. So yeah. uh, we made it different um, with, with your segment, <laughs> that's for sure. And I just loved the fact that we had really no idea where it was going to go <laughs> until you said good morning and, and I said the same. <laughs> and I still don't know. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? It's got to be water related. Uh, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. It worked a treat because people people related to that. Mm. wouldn't say the bosses relate to it. I'll tell you what, bosses don't relate to jack shit <laughs> of what you're talking about, but it's community that relate to it. And to me, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the whole means of it really isn't it oh yeah I'd, look there wasn't a sports betting market that yeah. that, that you could have a little flutter on about yeah. how many mackerel were running down the coast <laughs> so we, we we sort of broke the mold there but i really didn't bother a lot you know my idea was that if you were a character uh you know and then people got a bit of a laugh out of it yeah. and then 20 minutes later they heard a, a price on a, a game of tennis then they might have a flutter so i reckon we had a, we had a hoot yeah. um and uh you know, I mean, but there was never any um, lack of material. No. There was always something going on that we could talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if we made it up, which hardly it was. <laughs> no sense you at know, all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is we're so good at telling shit that we actually believe it now. You know, uh, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at it. No, I'm only kidding, everybody. It is all factual. It's all uh, definitely factual. But, 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 yeah. but that did give you the opportunity to, to come and play for the, the TAB Queensland cricket team. I mean that that within itself was a a, a, a mighty fine time. It was it was mighty fine. I, I got this phone call right from Mark, and he said, "You play cricket," and I'm going to be honest with you, right? I'm an Aussie, right? True blue Aussie. You should be playing backyard cricket with a with a bin out the back on the road, and you're hitting the bin, right? Well, I did play that, but I was the most useless person ever with a cricket bat. So Mark rings me and he goes, do you play cricket? I said, yeah, I love cricket. And he goes, how good are you? I said, I'm a star. I'm awesome at this game. I, I couldn't play for, for squat. Next minute, we're down in Melbourne, right? We're, I'm, on a, I'm on Australia's team of TAB representatives. Yeah, we're playing all the other states. And, uh, and, and I say to the captain at the time, because he quizzes me, who have you got? I said, don't worry. I said, he's built like a lumberjack, this bloke. In the crisis, pinch hitting uh, birdie rolls out. He'll save the I'm day. I'm looking somewhere. Keep going, mate. Keep going. I've got the something ball, here. The ball will sail over the fence at Moorabbin, and we will win, and you will thank me forever that, that I found this fellow. Yeah. Um, because I think they looking, thought that I was going to get some cricketing guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. I said, I've got the guy that does the fishing report. <laughs> He's gonna. He'll save the cricket team. Well, little did I know how wrong I was. I have got the broken stump here somewhere. I've got to find it because nah. I went out. This guy, I think he played. Was it the Prime Minister eleven or nine or how many people on the cricket side? That's how good I'm. Well, there, there, there's eleven, and there's when 11. you travel, that we had about eight reserves. <laughs> You know? Mate, I, I, I remember walking out on the field yeah. and everyone's laughing because I, I didn't realise there's a left and right to knee pads. 
Yes, there is. Right. Buckled, so, buckled to the inside. Yeah, well, I had yeah. the left on the right and the right on the left as I walked out. <laughs> Right, and this is this is this is Forbes's idea of you know I've got the best cricket side uh, in in Australia, and the idiots walking out with the left on the right and the right on the left, right? Yeah. So I walk out, and I and I face up to this bloke, and I'm looking, I'm looking down the end of the pitch. I'm thinking, yeah, this guy's a bit weedy, you know, string. I'll hit, I'll just hit the ball over the fence. Well, I didn't even see the ball, right? All I remember is the stump smacking in half. It broke the middle stump in half. The top half's gone over my head. The bottom half just went out of the ground. And he came up and he pulled... This is how cocky this prick was. He actually came up and pulled a Sharpie out of his pocket and signed this stump, broken ego, broken stump, you know, out for a duck. And I still got that stump sitting around here today. The other half of the stump ended up somewhere we can't tell you exactly where. <laughs> well, and I that bowler's never walked I, the no, same. No, no. <laughs> he walks very upright. <laughs> so I, I got out. So uh, and I got a fine. I didn't even. I, I had it here somewhere, but anyway, it's walking around this office. But um, that was a lot of fun. But you know, the, the days of of four TAB. Um, you know, out of Brisbane there. Mm. At um, at, it was, whereabouts was it up there? It was behind the Norman Norman Hotel. The, uh, the Albion. Albion. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, the thing with when the TAB decided that they were going to have their own purpose, um, I say purpose built, but when yeah. it was, the yeah. studios were very geared around, of course, covering racing. But, um, but back then, I, there, were, there, there was a lull between mm. daytime racing and mm. nighttime racing. Mm. You know, so... Unlike today, where it's wallpaper racing, right? You know, I call it poker machine racing because you just right. keep going because yeah. there's always something jump, jumping somewhere. Yeah, mate. Going from four TAB, you, you've moved on and you created a, an event company for yourself of getting out there to 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 showcase your talent to yeah. to a lot of companies. It's it's a really interesting question because. Um, I've probably got an interesting answer somewhere in all that. Anybody that's worked in a PAYG role yeah. um, and then all of a sudden decide that it's time to give something else a go. Yeah. Uh, and sure, it was 2004. I'd just done Kokoda. And, and uh, I we that, I did yeah. a big fundraiser and I was doing some voluntary work at Mount Olivet Hospital. How did you go? How'd you, how'd you travel with Kokoda, if I can ask first? Um, well, yeah, it, it, I mean, unbelievably, 2004, early 2000s, if you'd have stopped the man in the street and said, off to Kokoda, few people would say, oh, it's in Turkey, isn't it? Now, now you'll find that hard to believe, really. I mean, it's 2020, because yeah. every Tom, Dick and Harry knows Kokoda, PNG. Correct. Um, such the popula popularity of the walk. Right. Um, and that part of our warring yeah. history. Yes. But it wasn't readily known by yeah. all friends and family. They just gone, oh, we, where are you going? I said, yeah. oh, you know, we're going to go into this Kokoda walk. So it's just become commercialized yes and uh it's a good word for it actually unfortunately well there was there's a bloke called charlie lynn who kind of was up there one of the real initial pioneers of taking yeah. walks and there's you now there's just literally bucket loads of but companies. it's a good thing in a, in a way to to have a lot of aussies going to do that because it showcases what our ancestors what our you know our our troops did to save our country to defend our country, uh, in, and it's walk through those those jungles uh, of PNG. Yes, still, I'm still I'm uh, amazed, and I marvel at how mm. that blazes that 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 happened. Mm. Mm. Um, it, there would have been maybe 15, 20 guys on our walk 
and uh, everyone had their own little angle on why they decided it was a good thing to do. Yeah. From maybe losing a few kegs and and going up for a look. To mm. me, it was there was uh, there was some really deeper things. I mean, I had an anxiety about walking in the bush, if you can believe it. That's now right. I'm going to the sec second densest jungle in the world. <laughs> so, leeches, was it? No, 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 ju just, just anxiety. Bush? Is that right? Yeah, panic okay. attack. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm, yeah. In, I'm in uncharted territory here, can't get okay. out. Oh, my God, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. meltdown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I was about a foot and a half from the doctor for the first day or two, just in right? case I needed yeah, okay. to, to have something. And how'd you go, mate? Did you, well, uh, you conquered I, it? Well, I, well, I did. Um, and I... Yeah, when I say you just get through it, you work through it, and everyone seems to have their moment. Right. Um, there was a, actually there's, and you tend to help others along the way. What I fell in love with with that product, for use of another word, but yeah. um, was that guys traditionally sit around and talk about their stuff over a couple of schooners, and we weren't very good. We're getting a lot better at talking about your thing, but unless you topped up with a few beers you probably yeah. didn't open up well yeah. there was nowhere to hide and there certainly mm. wasn't the mm. local bar that you were pulling into yeah. each night yeah. so you found yourself actually talking about the fact that you couldn't have children or mm. um you know you couldn't cope with this or there was you mm. know maybe troubles with your son or your daughter mm. or whatever mm. i love that and i love the fact that everyone got stronger as the walk went on mm. you know and i probably addressed a lot of my mental issues at mm. that point mm. and yeah, it was a fabulous thing. We got to Isarava, uh, where the, the four pillars are, are on Anzac morning. Um, Buddha Handy, chop it in, uh, you know, for this little Anzac moment. And, um, you know, I mean, you just don't, you don't forget those sorts of things. Would you do it again? Um, well, my daughter's now 15. She's 16 in April. Likes to get out and, and walk and do and... I think if she ever said to me, Dad, would you train up to do that? I would. She's going to do the Kokoda Challenge. Yeah, okay. Up in uh, on, yeah. yeah, on in yeah. the hinterland. And yeah. So, you know, if she gets a thirst for something a bit more adventurous, then I, then I would um, I'd mm. certainly tackle that with her. But, uh, yeah, great, great thing. Um, raised 120000 and bought the bus for Mount Olivet Hospital. Nice, you know, which wow. And I was working in the, as a volunteer in the palliative care unit at that point, which... Um, Incidentally, you know, you you learn that many things about mm. life. It mm. uh, puts things into perspective. It did. I'd, I I was living in Holland Park at the time, and I can remember still training to do the to, to mm. do the walk, and I'd go and do my shift at at at, at, um, at Mount Olivet, and uh, I was leaving there one afternoon or evening, and I can remember just like you know one of those epiphanies, you mm. know, those magic moments. Light mm. goes on. And I'm going, oh, geez, you know what? I've been here for about four or five months, mm. and. <clears throat> Not one person that's got a week or a day to live because that's literally the area that you work mm, within. Mm. Ever talked about the flash car? Mm. Ever talked about, you know, the um, the big speedboat or anything like that? Um, you know, when you sat and talked with these people, mm. it was always about the big six over the back fence or you know, the big fish that they caught or they're going to miss that time barbecues or mm. on a Sunday afternoon with mm. the family. Mm. And, and, and that was, and I'm sure that there would have been people there that had mm. the flash cars and mm. all of those um, materialistic things. That's true, yeah. And I can remember ringing, um, you know, my wife at the time saying, hey, oh, oh, you know, just got mm. one of those moments. It took mm. me about five months to figure that out. But, mm. um, yeah, you know, you'd, it's, a, it's surprising where you can draw strength and where you find things mm. in the most unlikely places. 
You um you went through a fairly dark period of, of your life, obviously, um, mate. Um, you know, recently or a few years ago, I should say it's recent, mate. Tell me about that. How did that? How did you handle that? How did you get to that level? Um, well, I I mentioned the anxiety of walking mm. in the bush. I think you know that those that do suffer from anxiety in general terms mm. um, are susceptible for for. Um, tricky mental issues mm. that that can challenge them not always it can i think that it can just come on you know mm. um, but any which way yeah probably 18 months ago Bertie, i i i was running around emceeing things and um because that was your gig you, well you, you moved into that yeah zone. i did and that, actually I, I probably got right off on the wrong uh, tram line there because one of your original questions was was rolling out of the radio mm. days That's all right. and then I looked at a bucket load of phone numbers mm. and I thought well I can't go back to the electrical work I mean to yeah. say I mean no. a pair of pliers what yeah, yeah, red right, yeah. what was the colours again purple so I think well, what am I going to do can a sparky do it if they're colourblind uh, uh, can a sparky do it yeah, if like, they're well there yeah, are if there are colourblind sparkies uh, yeah yeah no mm. one wants to work with them no but uh <laughs> Oh, this not. I work alone. And it was back to my PAYG thing. Yeah, yeah. That if you start then finally to work for yourself, you trust everyone. Everyone's a good bloke. Yep. And then after about two or three years, you realise actually there's no money in the bank. Yeah. And that you're working out, that's a great idea. Why actually didn't that there to get off the ground? Mm. Because he said, yeah, sure, I love what you're talking about. Mm. Let's do that. Mm. Never ever happened. Mm. So... Um, yeah, it was an interesting learning period, you know, to work out then how do I stay afloat? How do I manage this business? And my business then really became um, hosting events, I suppose, t um, coordinating speakers to different styles of events. I got the contract with Men of League and we yep. we kind of got, got in with the early days with Mark Murray and Oscar Vivas and yep. those sorts of lads um, getting that off the ground. So, and then I had a gymnasium with Max Kennedy, a big Max, he played for the Lions for a number of years, and we had a little thing going next to the Gabba, always running around weekends doing this um, sort of work. Then over time, I think, you know, you up until a couple of years ago, you know, your personal life sort of changes again, and I was, yeah, I was really challenged. I, mm. I think I probably had... I was supposed to say to someone, I'm throwing oranges in the air and I'm catching strawberries. You know, I really couldn't make sense of mm. on the I'm on the this path and I said I'm just going mm. to support other people around mm. me and really probably not supporting myself mm. and and then felt whack, mm. yeah, hit the wall. Um, you know, teary, um, mm. couldn't get out of bed, really struggled, and and I had a close network of friends around me that could see that I wasn't well. Mm. So, so much so that, you know, convinced me that it was time to, to seek some help and oh, I damn well knew I needed it. Tell me about the, um, your analogy of, of life there with the blue pool, green pool. Well, I, yeah, because it really, when you have time to think about why and what's going on for you and um, you realise then, you know, the chemistry in your body mm. dictates a lot about how you feel. You know, some of us endowed with, you know, the right levels of serotonin to make them feel good about themselves and keep them through the, the day. I, I battled, uh, you know, a lot with my, I think, my chemistry. And I think because I'd fried and I was running around and just doing too much, um, 
psychologist said, you have to become selfish. You have to walk out of this room here now and not so much worry about other people as much as you do. Mm. Um, mm. My, just my default setting. That's mm. what I do. That's what mm. I like. Mm. And, um, and so I, I, I took her advice and I got some medication as well. And, and, and the chemical balance, I said it was like me looking out at, at a pool and thinking, the pool's green and it's my, I'm feeling like a green pool and I'm stagnating and I stink <laughs> and mm. I don't feel right and mm. I need to turn my chemistry back to blue. Mm. And of course, I needed some help to do that, mm. um, and it was never going to improve mm. by just simply looking out the next morning. Hey, well, you wouldn't yeah. believe it—the pool yeah. fairies came in overnight, and <laughs> look at that pool—it's it's glistening, blue. <laughs> it's blue. So, yeah, I always liken it to the green and the blue pool. And yeah, okay. you know, if, if your chemistry's not quite there, then mm. you might need a bit of ass. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can you cut that bit out? <laughs> Let me go with the alkaline increaser. Yeah, you want that analogy again or you cut? I like that one. Well done. For anyone out there who's listening, they're driving their car, working in gym, whatever they're doing, listening to this podcast, what, 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 and they're feeling down about themselves. What's your thoughts being there in a dark place mm. to help these people through by saying, what, what can advice can you give? Well, I, I, Back to just quickly that point that you're not going to wake up tomorrow and and feel better. You know this That's is great once advice. once once you get That's low. Awesome. So, uh, Sorry about that. And <laughs> cut that bit out as well. <laughs> so, so, but you got to change. You, 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 you you, the, the point there. How do you change? Well, um, yeah, I, I think that. Well, I like to think, and you know, look, I, I'm generalising here, so. Everyone's going to be different. We're all yeah. wired differently. Absolutely. And it'll be something else that'll give somebody that impetus to, to get up and go right. and seek some help. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I for me and for a lot of others that I know, without that um, professional assistance, mm. then you're just not going to navigate out of it. You're not mm. going to click your fingers and think that you're feeling better again. You need to speak up and talk about it. You 100%. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've Gary Belch is a dear friend of mine, and he lives down near home. And you know, we 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 walk and talk a lot about true stuff. true great Queensland state of origin player. Oh, mate, mate, fifth, was it fifteen? He'll chip me for this, but I think it was fifteen. No, it was either fifteen tests, sixteen origins, or the other way around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, you know, it's a lot. Ask him about the great grand final, and uh, he'll <laughs> tell you about the Raiders beating the Tigers. But <laughs> You know, we we I'm fortunate that I've got a few guys that yeah. um, are happy to talk about that, mm. and um, yeah, with entertainers or people that you know are, are in the public eye, mm. the 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 ability to be able to get up mm. and get your mind to a place where you have to perform and mm. then shut it down and then just you know and go again and mm. up and go and up and go. That's that's and it not, might not be entertainers. It might be just a, a role that you've got at the moment where, or well, it could be kids, just challenges where you've got to get up and come issues. down, get up, yeah. come down. So first and foremost, if you've yeah. got a mate, and if he starts to laugh or giggle, just just say, hey mate, you know, no, I'm I'm being fair dinkum. Mm. I really I really need to talk with you, and mm. I, this is where I'm this is where I'm at. This there's no shame in any of this, mm. uh, and I'm certainly not the first person to publicly talk about and thankfully mm. that 
this is now shared by a lot of other people yeah. that, that go through similar things. And um, and then and then GP mm. um, um, to to discuss this. And if you haven't got a good GP, find one. Yeah, and it and it it really does, and it should it should bring you back to the, the core of our existence and and family yeah. and friends mm. will dictate the level of enjoyment that you will ever have in your life. Mm. Um, anyone that tries to tell you anything differently, mm. um, I, I don't think they're on the right track and we've, we've seen and know of lots of people sitting in palatial surrounds yeah. that uh, couldn't be any more miserable yeah and that's right and then the right. sheer thought of having some a barbecue or having people over then that's yeah. never going to happen because no one's going to go there yeah you know that's awfully sad yeah but yeah. um yes yeah, so i look birdie that's that's it, it, it no one's immune from this in the sense that it doesn't discriminate mm. Um, if if you're susceptible, sure, you, your likelihood is that you've dealt with some minor anxiety mm. and you've been able, people around you have kept you up buoyant and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, mm. life hasn't been too bad. Mm. But, you know, if you're living a life, when I was single for quite a long time and mm. by myself and mm. coming home after a gig or whatever and looking and going, well, why am I doing this? Yeah. And then, you know, you you really are challenged. Yeah. Mate, been there, done that. I think when you hit rock bottom is when you actually take a different perspective of life. Mm. But people who will try and give you advice have no idea really aren't the people who are going to give you the right advice. They won't. And, and there's a lot of guys and girls, I guess, too. Um, but there's a lot of fellas and I, yeah. that, that, that just that won't get it, you know, that mm. don't, that can't mm. identify. Mm. Well, Come on, man. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll go and do this and it'll all be cool. Well, no. No, it ain't going to be all cool. Yeah. Um, and I can remember yeah. the psychologist telling me that, you know, you will see the light. Yeah. And my God, I'm thinking, well, yeah. I doubt very much whether you're right, but I'm going to suggest that you are. And, you know, you you do eventually, you know, that the, the, the pool starts to right itself and each day is another step forward. Mm. Exercise is a great thing. You know, mm. if you can just find the energy and the way to get out of that house, to walk out of that door, mm. um, don't know how you're going to must just find a way. Mm. And however minute that little walk or wherever it might be, just mm. just onto the right and down and look around mm. um, and extend on that a little bit each day. Good so, on you, mate. Yeah. You know, that's that's it's those words that um, you know probably and hopefully help someone who's listening, who is going through that at the you moment. Yeah, so. and that led me into you know some work in more recent times with those that are really less fortunate than than a lot of us. So, mate, COVID hit you. I mean, that would have been difficult in having from you know all your seeds sown, mm -hmm. so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, from a dark 2019 mm -hmm. coming into 2020. MC works dried up. Mm -hmm. you, reach, you rethought where you wanted to go. Mm. NDIS, what is that? Uh, well, I knew nothing apart from the term being used on news, bulletins yeah. about uh, a disability insurance scheme, but what even that meant I didn't know. I mentioned, um, you know, that a good mate of mine, um, He's young bloke, and I'll mention his name because he'll watch and listen. And, and but but yeah. Max Kennedy is a young lad that goes to Miami High. And I started to do a little bit of support work with. Now uh, I've met Maxie before. You have out in the water, uh, off the Gold Coast uh, Seaway. 
where he was fishing with yourself yep. around Wave Break Island. Okay, now I felt for you guys because you're in a, about a 3.7 metre Quintrex, and I believe it was a Sunday, and I believe it was probably the busiest day I've ever seen on the waterways with 50-foot boats, putting waves out at least six foot tall, Yeah. and, and you guys are in this tinny, and I'm looking at you thinking, Oh, this is, you know, this is not good. Clearly a numbskull in charge of that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I did I look reassuring to Max that we were in the right place? Um, it was gold, but Max, he had a good time, you know, he was out uh, fishing yeah. with you. Well, you know, oddly enough, mm. well, his hero was you, believe it or not, because he just, Why? when I say hero, he, he just loved the the fishing reports and he he's um he's his ability to be able to feel at home near the water and um and 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 sit for long periods of time and fish was quite extraordinary you know i mean um autism's a, a tricky thing and it, it you know, depend upon i guess where you are on the, the so-called spectrum um dictates a little bit about how you manage life and um some people with autism fa uh, favor towards animals they they might favor towards painting maxi favor towards fishing and, and good at it yep. you know and, and yep. just just was a natural his granddad had done a lot of work with him nice. and um and prepped him up he he loved being he just loves being on the water yep. um and forever looking at ways and means and i wasn't the greatest tutor as you know from the radio <laughs> days it just but I, I think actually he taught me more than I was to, certainly was ta um, teaching. Just nod and smile, mate. <laughs> yeah, they're just not, it, they're just not here today again. And oh, don't look at that over there where he's bagged out. <laughs> so you know, and, and and so I was starting to do some work with Maxi. Um, soon after, I probably went through that little dark period. Yeah. And and then hit COVID, and I'm going well, radio. Now what do I do? And uh, look, I banged on a few doors. I, I spoke to some people doing that kind of work. I was really actually going to go and do a cert uh, three in, in disability support work at that time. Right. But then realised that hang on, I need some dough. Yeah. And and the the industry's changed a lot. You know, you can you can qualify to do some support and care work, mm. um, with specific clients and um, with, without you know, needing, I guess a whole bucket load of qualifications certainly you need the important ones and then it's up to the client then really to appoint if they're a self-managed fund yeah then who they would prefer to have doing some work <laughs> their uh, either their son or their daughter whoever the whatever the case you're not the guy that just sits back and goes right uh okay i'm going to turn up i need to do what i do you're actually a hands-on fella you like to get out and experience and get that person moving, get that person out and about, get them to do things that that maybe they love that other people are not. Is there a, is there an email address that you? Uh, well, game on, on international, game on, game on international is my little business. Um, way I think was it Toyota that went game on, game on before Toyota. Yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah, so they, they took it off. Well, you. I was missed, I was game on before yeah. that Toyota. Well, I'm wow. thinking it was Toyota. Yeah, okay, but. Um, uh, it was that term had just started to become a little popular. Yeah, okay, I know. like that name. But, it's a good name. Um, is it registered? Uh, yes. The, I had, well, I had, I had, I had to believe it or not. I had to put international. I had to put international. Really? Yeah, one bloke. Oh, I got it. No. Game on international. Yeah. Okay. So every now and then I ring my London office and see yeah, how okay. things are doing there, and I check in with the people in uh, Tokyo. And, 
not. <laughs> no, that's it, mate. You won't be flying over there for a little while. So, I can assure you. Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's, and it's, it's given me the chance to do a lot of variety from the Ecker. Yeah. You know, I hosted the Ecker Nights um, yep. with Kimberly Busted for, for, for one year. And that was good fun. Yeah. Um, you know, lots, lots of different styles of events. But, uh, and we've worked on a fair few things ourselves. So it's Absolutely. been good, mate. You know. Mate, um, most famous person you've met? You've got a lot of sporting identities up your sleeve. The most famous that I'd, well, actually, I didn't meet. Well, we, we kind of, we went to cover a golf event. And, well, by coverage, I mean, we walked around with a couple of tinnies. And <laughs> <laughs> we just happened to get the passes to attend. Yeah. And uh, Ernie Ells played in right. the, the event, you know, and I was yeah, okay. a massive Ernie Ells fan. Yeah, wow. So we teed up for Ernie to come on the radio program the next morning and, nice. and I and thinking whilst we're coming home yeah. in a taxi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all work related I might yeah, of course. Uh, that that um, you know oh gosh he said Ernie what's going to and Ernie's not no mobile phones right you know, right. certainly back then, no, mate. No. It was ring reception. Yeah, right. He was staying at the Star, I think. Ring yeah. reception, and they'll put you through to the room. <laughs> and at the time, after you know, a good dozen or so, that Matty and I believed that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, I said he seemed sincere. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and all, and like a nice fellow. Geez, I was buzzing. And uh, so the radio program the next day and yeah. said to Riggers, the producer, look, you've just got to ring the Star. Yeah. And we started actually laughing as we're telling because it sounded so incredulous. <laughs> How's that going to work? Well, you wouldn't bloody believe it. No way. Wooshka. He's on the phone. Next minute we see on the little screen, you know, who's yeah. up next. Ernie's on line one. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. Not kidding. And, and, and did you have to take an ad break? <laughs> oh. Did you keep him on hold for six yes. minutes? Did you kept me on hold for bloody well, six minutes all I, yeah, the time? I just, hang on, Ernie, I'm going to do this community announcement. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play that one song of the year. Damn, it's right now. <laughs> one song gets a run of that new American Pie. <laughs> it's a seven-minute buster. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Ernie Els, okay. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I mean, Ernie, good, I mean, there's there's any number. Oh, you know, when you put on the spot. But, I mean, I was yeah. a racing tragic, so I got to meet lots of different guys in the racing industry. I mean, I do have a lot of laughs and fun with Jimmy Cassidy. I mean, he's obviously retired now. Yeah, and, that's right. But I love doing gigs with him. I mean, Fat Cat's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. You know, he, he him and Malcolm Johnson, probably two of the the, the great former sportsmen to be able to stand and deliver. So it's not a Q&A. Right. It's them having their prattle worked out, yep. but just funny as all get out. Yep. Uh, Kat's a very clever fellow, and um, and I really do enjoy working with him. You know, a, a lot of guys don't have that. They'll have their stories on whatever the blaze has happened in their careers, and you, you, you like to deal with them. Then you'll get the surprise packet out of the blue. I mean, the Kitey Brent Kite out of the blue turned out, I got him one day for like a 10 minute piece thinking this will, I don't know about Kitey, you know, hilarious, you know, but because he was so honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just, just, just loved. People go, Boy, how good was that? Um, I mean, yes, I, I'm just trying to wreck my mind about others, but. The, the football nation, like you, you're talking, I went to school with Scotty Sattler and um, played a little bit of footy with him at school, but he obviously went on, followed his dad's footsteps, John. 
uh, and as tough as nails that bloke, and a good fellow as well. Yeah, the, the saving of that try in, yes. the, in one of the big games, yes. of course. Uh, yes. mate, I think that one there he'll never live down. No, no, Will Sats will always mention the, the cover tackle uh, <laughs> for the mighty Panthers, you know, uh, <laughs> chopping down the, the rooster that was off and gone. Um, so, yeah, look, there's there's any any number of, of rugby league heads. Um, mm. AFL... Uh, I think you know Brownie was always good value, Jonathan yeah. Brown. Yep. You know, just just terrific because he'd come to Brisbane just as I was kind of getting into my radio work, yeah. and he was mad keen um, racing, you know, the Warnable boy. Um, so we got on famously anyway. Yeah. Um, Jeff Horn, you know, I was taking Jeff around to some little places here and there, doing some minor promotional work way before he's yeah. you know he's claimed to fame. I go back to I was living in Holland Park at the time. And when the Brisbane Lions made the first grand final appearance, mm. and be, be it the fact that I had appreciation for the sport, living in Adelaide, doing my high school there, and just, you know, you can't help but not follow the sport. Yeah. And then coming back and then covering, you know, yeah. a variety of sports on, on a radio program. Yeah. Um, I, I loved everything, at, particularly at the top level. Mm. But I remember going to the Holland Park Hotel, and say they had 10 TVs, eight of them, were on um, the races, let's just say. Yeah. One of them was on Days of Our Lives or some <laughs> bloody soapy that was caught up in the corner. Yeah. And one, yeah. the smallest set yeah. in the most obscure position, yeah. was covering the, the AFL Grand Final. Wow. The, now, yeah. I'm talking about a pub yeah. seven kilometres from the Gabba. Yeah, right. You know, and, yep. and I looked around and I kept saying to a few of the dudes, you know, okay, admittedly it's Saturday, we're caught up in the races, I get yeah. it. But do you know that... Brisbane's in the yeah. the AFL granny here, yeah. and um, oh yeah, we you know, the old aerial ping pong line. What, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing a fair bit of cheer, cheering over in the corner, and of course they win. Second year, we go up to the pub. Out of the ten tellies, yeah. five of them, yeah, tuning up. There's actually Brisbane lines balloons. Yeah, couple well, of them okay. in the corner. Okay. Thinking, well, hang on, this is spirit. getting some traction, right? You know, yeah. By the th time the third one coming, you had to book a table to get <laughs> in. If you wanted to watch the races, forget it. Every TV they yeah. hired in a big set. <laughs> they got into the spirit. They got into the spirit, and, and, they, had to. and they did. Yeah, and you know, so it's good. And, and that really, then I guess the code never looked back. They've had a bit of a bit of a downtime. Yeah, the lines, and now they've come back beautifully, and yep. you know. Regrouped. They've regrouped and, mm. and they're looking good for the for the next little while anyhow. Mate, I've got to say thank you very much for your time today. We're going to wrap it up there. Good Game man. on International. Yep. So, okay, it's registered, by the way. So if you need to uh, get a, the best <laughs> man when it comes to emceeing or anything and good uh, chat, good storyteller, Marky Forbes. Mate, thank you very much, buddy. Perth. Appreciate your time, mate. Good on you, Bertie. Good Pleasure. On you, champ. And, of course, that was the Step Outside uh, podcast. Thank you for listening. Take care. And next week, we'll catch up with more colourful characters around this magnificent country of ours. Take it easy.